Welcome. This is Luc Berings with a podcast on leadership and things related. A few years ago, my wife was asked by a multinational company to make a film about the company values, how they were lived and how people expressed them in their daily work. She interviewed many people across Europe and during one of these interviews, she asked the sales manager what his greatest reward would be at the end of his career. He thought for a moment and then he said, I hope some member of the global leadership team there in the US will come over for my retirement party here in Europe. But why? My wife asked. Well, he said, just because the guy started his career in my team. This was clearly not about his own success. It was about what he had contributed to the success of others. When do we get to a stage that this is our main focus as leaders, helping others to become successful? And isn't that what leaders should aspire to accomplish? Now let's start at the beginning. Can you still remember your first job? Mine was at KLM. After hotel management school, I actually forgot to apply for a job. And at the end of the summer of 79, I suddenly realized I was not expected back in school because, well, courses were finished. And then my uncle came by with an ad from KLM. They were looking for cabin staff. And I thought, why not? And so did KLM. So I got the job, did my training, and my first flight as a steward from Amsterdam to Milan, was actually the first time I was on a plane at the age of 24. Anyway, when I ask leaders if they can remember their first job, I usually get a lot of smiles. It's clear most of them enjoy thinking back of those days. And I guess there's a reason for that. We're at the start of our career. Anything is possible. We're full of hopes, plans, dreams. We have new experiences and challenges and, of course, new learnings. Our formal training is over and working life has started. In this stage, which I call the orientation stage, we're exploring. What is the corporate world really about? Who are the players? What are the rules? We still feel kind of outsiders looking in. And I guess our most important question is, do I like this? And I mean, do I like this team, this organization, this product, this market, this culture? And as long as the answer to the question is yes, we're doing fine. We feel good. And we give what we got. But if we don't like what we're doing, it's just quite easy to pack up our things and leave. Not too many responsibilities yet. I mean, no mortgage, kids, marriage. So let's look around. I guess that's why so many of those leaders smile when they think of that orientation stage in their career. The freedom we felt, endless opportunities ahead of us, the world at our feet. And then at one time or another, hard to pinpoint exactly when, but we start to compromise. And it goes like, um, I know I'll not retire here, but there's still a lot for me to learn. Or this may not be the most exciting project, but I work with interesting people. Or, um, hey, look, there's a lot that's not okay, but I just can't afford to lose my job right now. And all of that is compromising, one way or the other. We've come to understand every rose has its thorns, and we are learning to live with it. It's not a bad thing in itself, it's just a fact of life. But the orientation stage is now over and we've entered the performance stage. We have kind of evolved from student to professional. I think most of us will spend a fair part of our career in this performance stage. We play the game, we play it to win, and again we compromise. Of course, we're still learning and developing, but that's not the main goal anymore. We want to leave our mark, we want to show results. Like I said, we're professionals. 
And the question, do I like this, is not gone. Most of us know very well we're compromising. But another question has become more important, which is, am I successful? In the performance stage, success is important. It helps us to build our self-confidence. So praise, a pat on the back, a bonus or a bump in salary. But it goes both ways. When things do not go well, like a bad review, never a compliment, no bonus, we feel less sure of ourselves. I guess it's just that we link our ego to our accomplishments. We feel good if we perform, we feel bad if we don't. And as leaders in this stage, that is probably also a feeling we instill in our team members. Because at that time, it is our reality. The performance stage is also a stage of anxiety and stress. I mean, we achieve tangible results for the organization. They can be measured, quantified. So there's lots of dopamine released because of this. And dopamine is kind of addictive. So as with many addictions, it could lead to problems. But then at some point, the realization, uh, an awareness kicks in. One morning, we find ourselves looking in the mirror saying, okay, so this is it. This is my team. This is my reach. This is about what I will accomplish. And suddenly, we see our careers flattening out and growth kind of stabilizing. And with that awareness can come perspective. We notice others trying to perform and win just as hard as we've done all these years. And that could make us insecure, but we shouldn't cling to the paradigms of the performance stage. We should move on into the stability stage. And the beauty of this stability stage is that we can find ourselves with entirely new opportunities. In the performance stage, we try to accomplish a lot. It worked hard, but we've done so mainly using strength and energy. We have neglected some important people sometimes along the way, but all this was for some higher purpose, success. To be really honest, I guess we kind of were in there for ourselves. Now, as you may know, I've worked as a career coach for, the, for some 30 years and often dealt with people in that stage of their development. They had a lot of energy and ambition, and they were often leaders who knew nothing else than hard work, like true corporate warriors. The time now has come for us to change paradigms. I mean, sit down and rethink what's next. Mind you, I do not mean taking a sabbatical and change nothing after you've come back. No, no, just take some time to reflect on your job, team, organization, family, private life, community maybe. A clear look at what's actually happening. What are we really aiming for? What are we leaving in our wake? What are our supply points? Who is staffing them? How do the most important relationships in our life relate to that? What is the best place for us in all of this? What role do we really want to play? Now, when entering the stability stage, we should not be afraid to confront those questions. Now, during the last years of his career, Henk Lubbeding, he's a former Dutch professional cyclist, was road captain of a very successful cycling team. Uh, he was an excellent example of, of stability stage role in sports. He didn't participate in the races to win, but from the back, he had a huge influence on the outcome of the race. He, he knew who was good, who was not. He had a good overview. He knew who should take part in the next escape, who had to ride defensively. He was extremely valuable and even crucial to the team, though he himself did not win races. His success was the success of others. Johan Cruyff, in the last years of his active football career, same example. Occasionally he still showed his brilliant moves, of course, 
but his real strength lay in the way that he could make his teammates excel. And that's why the stability stage is so infinitely interesting. Finding that key to shifting our focus from being successful ourselves to contributing to other people's success. Because in the stability stage, we can do without personal success. And therefore, we are in a better position to make others successful to contribute to their success. Leaders in the stability stage, for instance, will give their team room to maneuver. And it has nothing to do with age. I've worked with with young leaders, I mean, in their 30s, clearly focused on making others successful, sometimes even at their own cost. And I've also worked with many leaders in their like 50s or 60s, still out there proving themselves in constant competition with others, continuously trying to win and spending vast amount of vast amounts of energy in the process. A leader once asked me about the level of ambition in the stability stage, because to him or to her, sorry, it sounded like um, uh, that that was going down. And she said she loved her work and demanded of herself and her team no less still than the best possible results. So I asked her how often she had introduced new products. She held an international marketing position and she said it was over 40. And some of course were great successes, others had been taken off the market just as quickly as they had been introduced. So when I asked her if she again wanted to make a big success of the next one, she said yes, of course. But when I asked her if a possible failure of the next introduction would make her doubt her own abilities, as it once had, she said that it probably wouldn't. And that's the stability stage. You know what you can do and what you can't, and you're at peace with it. Your ego is not so much attached to your results anymore. So in short, in the orientation stage, we ask ourselves, do I like this? Is this fun? What can I get out of this? In the performance stage, we're focused on success, results, performance. And in the stability stage, well, I guess it's about contribution. How can I contribute to my team, my family, to others without the nagging self-doubt we had in the performance stage? And maybe, just maybe, we can even come full circle if we dare to ask ourselves the question we started out with. Do I really like what I'm doing? Because believe me, we all prefer having leaders who love what they are doing and are focused on our success instead of their own.